The objective or conscious thinking mind is the outer or surface mind. It is the finite mind of very real limitations. It receives impressions through the senses, organs of sight, hearing, taste, touch and smell which lie. It learns from books, speech, experience and experiment which are subject to enormous interpretation. We have seen that the subliminal mind is separate from the objective mind. It is one with the infinite of the universe differing only in degree of expansiveness and not in kind. Yet this subliminal mind is useless if the objective mind does not make use of it. So, there are potential powers lying dormant within each and every individual. We have seen that the subliminal mind is pregnant with tremendous power, and that it is a wonderful intelligence far exceeding anything that the objective consciousness can grasp or understand. Further that this subliminal mind is regulated and controlled by thoughts, impressions and suggestions, coming through the conscious mind. Therefore this great intelligence is ruled and governed, so to speak, by the objective mind. You have seen that all this subliminal power is dormant if the mind of the senses, emotions, thinking and feeling is not governed wisely or is not governed at all. Then the subconscious mind runs amok, as it will only be acting on instincts and false impressions, untruths and harmful suggestions from its environment. This subconscious mind can turn the whole of life into an inferno of trouble and difficulty. Therefore you can see that the objective mind, although very limited, is, in a way, the most important mind of all because it can control the subconscious and direct the subliminal mind to manifest what you want. Generically, success, achievement, happiness and fulfillment. None of these can be achieved in any form of non-sacrificial equilibrium without the collaboration of the subliminal mind. In a sense, the ego governs, or can govern, the whole of the subliminal mind if it is under the direction of the owner. The ego is the I part of a human. It is their personal individual inner self. Greater than the real you is your individual ego. The real you within is seeking expression through your mind and then through your brain and body and outer life that you create for yourself. It can only do this properly when the will is strong enough either to carry out, or force, your mind to carry out, the commands of the ego. Suppose the real inner you says to the will, I wish to succeed in this goal. Let's imagine that this undertaking is a part-time university degree which requires a great deal of application and perseverance, and a certain amount of sacrifice of pleasure for its successful achievement. It necessitates the individual working while others are playing, the resisting of invitations on the part of friends and family to join them in their fun. After receiving its instruction, the will passes on the order through the conscious mind to the subliminal mind, but unless your will is naturally very strong it does this in a half-hearted manner. Although that university course is of the utmost importance to the conscious mind, it knows that without it you cannot succeed in your profession, and yet the will can be so weak it cannot impress this sufficiently on the subliminal mind and the result is that there is very little driving force behind the efforts. The individual becomes easily distracted and makes all sorts of excuses from the subconscious mind why that course might be wrong or not important or other people's opinions might be more valid. When the will is weak, for a time studies go along successfully. Mainly because it takes no willpower or sacrifice because everyone is impressed at the effort and one thing is always true that the first lessons are always easy, and for another, there is novelty and freshness of the new work, and the glow of self-satisfaction at having embarked on a self-appointed task. But after a short time the tasks get more difficult and require more application and concentration. Then it seems that the calls from friends and family to join them in their fun, parties and social weekends away become more insistent. If the will is not strong and can no longer deal with the situation, then the will, through weakness, allows suggestions such as the course is too difficult, or others are enjoying life why should I suffer while they have fun? Or others can get on with life without working themselves to death, so why not me or if I don't do what my partner wants they will be unhappy and I will fail in relationship to pass down into the subliminal mind. Then, 
the subliminal mind, knowing no better and acting entirely on the suggestion of the thinking mind's suggestion, responds accordingly, with the result that the weak will wins, lessons are flung aside, distractions are indulged in and, instead of success, another failure is written large upon the scroll of your life. You have had a war between your weak will power, your ego, your mind and subconscious running scripts and the subliminal mind following corrupted instructions. Plan B. Suppose on the other hand that your will has been reinforced by affirmations. First, the subconscious mind is deeply impressed. It, he or she, realizes that this self-imposed task of study of this university degree has to do with accomplishment and it has to be done somehow, no matter what the cost may be in hard work, perseverance, discomfort and self-sacrifice. That means your values are aligned with your actions. Therefore from the very first there is a great driving power put behind your efforts. Your ego created a concrete well-defined image of the result of your goal, the successful ending of your studies, the pride of achievement, the pleasure it will give your friends, the great assistance it will be to you in your profession, the increased status, massive growth in income, a better house, the improved condition of living for those dependent on you, all these combined in one sharply defined image, are impressed upon the subliminal mind so deeply that they form a pattern upon which the mind will concentrate all its intense energies, activities and powers. The energies and powers of the mind working on definite line laid down by the will, create in real life of a complete replica of the image which has been held in the mind. When those university studies become difficult, instead of faltering, the mind has a powerful image aligned with the subconscious and its values and then puts out even greater effort, generates more power, and overcomes challenges and difficulty. When friends try to entice you to leave your task and join them in their fun, then invitations fail upon deaf ears. You reply I must complete this course of study, or I must pass this examination, when I have succeeded, then, and not until then, I will bend a little. Greater than this is why very few people succeed and many fail. This is why very few people succeed and many fail. Most people have not the staying power to succeed. They have the desire to succeed but they lack the force of character and the necessary willpower to carry their plans to fruition. They rely on the objective mind and emotions which are so random, so easily upset, stressed and confused by misalignment with values and trying to please everyone they lack the will and only achieve what is easy. Such people are full of splendid ideas, but they never carry them out. They see their opportunities but lack the strength of will or character to take advantage of them and succeed in a true way. The weak-willed person has always got plenty of excuses for them not succeeding, any reason but the right one. They will never admit that it was their lack of will that failed. Circumstances, they tell you, were against them. They sacrificed their success for others. They blame. Or they claim there was nobody to help them at the critical moment. Something or another happened which accounted for their failure. This often includes blaming relationships and partners' expectations as if the individual is imprisoned to abide by somebody else's perspective on their life. This weakness of will both sacrifices the potential success of the individual and lowers the respect of the person whose will has overcome them. This is the double-edged sword where an attempt to be loved an individual becomes disrespected by themselves and others. And, so it was, that they gave up their little business, just at the moment when it needed a small push, an increased effort to get past the corner and on the road to permanent success. And so it was that she gave up her career, just at the moment when it needed a little push to get it past the corner and on the road to permanent success. Now they work for another person and for the rest of their life will be a servant and nothing but poverty and regret to look forward to in their old age. The number of people with the necessary strength of will to succeed, is comparatively small. For everyone who can succeed in this way there are thousands who must fail. These thousands of failures might be turned into successes if only they realize the power within them, 
and understood the wonders that can be achieved from affirmations, and mental imagery. People with the extraordinary amount of willpower can achieve success beyond their wildest dreams when they have learnt to use their true inward power, and to reinforce their will by the use of affirmations and mental imagery. Therefore, Edo not make the mistake that because you are being taught this valuable metaphysical knowledge that you can neglect your will. On the contrary the training of the will and willpower is of the utmost importance. In order to succeed you need imagination and vision, faith in yourself and the power within you, but above anything else, staying power is required, and this is largely dependent on the strength of the will.